Hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Mother's Day. We have a different Mother's Day in the States, but I know it's Mother's Day here, so happy Mother's Day. Do we have any moms in the house? Yes? Thanks. That's a lot. Um, so I, I, I pray that your family blesses you tremendously today as you deserve it, uh, and you get more than you deserve. Um, so it's a, it's a blessing to be here. We got here, uh, we landed in Dublin on, on, on Friday, St. Patrick's Day, um, so we didn't, we didn't go into the city, we just drove right past it, just waved, hi. Uh, so we didn't, uh, oh wow, I like that, holy fire. Amen. Um, we, I've received that. That's a prophetic word for my life. Okay. Um, and we're just so happy to be here. So we'll, we're here all week. Um, we go all the way through. We leave the 27th. Uh, and we're just going to Belfast and Armagh and Bangor and Derry uh, and really all over to do evangelism. And we have, uh, uh, I work with BSSM, our ministry school over at Bethel Church. And so we got a, a group of college age with us, um, and, and then we also have a group uh, of our youth at Bethel Church called Young Saints, uh, and so in total we're about 60, so finding, a, finding places to eat has become difficult, but we're making it happen. Uh, but we're really, really glad we're here. We love being here, and uh, we're just going to have a whole lot of fun. Uh, I'm just going to share uh, a, a quick word um, and then we'll just get on to ministry. I just I felt like the Lord wanted to minister more than me speak. So um, I, I hope we can minister to you and encourage you and fill you up with the spirit this morning. And then you can go have your, your lunch with your moms. Um, also, about the, the Come Alive Youth Conference, um, I, I would really in, invite you and advise you just to tell every young person you see, really. I don't care if you know them. Just stop them on the street. Tell them about it. Um, your, your nieces, your nephews, your cousins, uh, or, you know, if you're of age, maybe your brothers and sisters, uh, your friends from school, whatever really it is. Uh, I think it's just going to be really special. Uh, and we have, we have our youth pastor that came with us. He's, he's speaking. His name's Rory. He's speaking at uh, Antrim this morning. Uh, and I, I just feel the, the Lord, the Lord's heart is all over it. Um, and he really wants to touch the youth of this country. Uh, and, he, and he wants to waken them up to his spirit. Uh, and uh, there's something really special um, when youth get impacted and encounter the Lord. Because um, they, they don't have enough religion in them to fake it. And uh, when it's real, it's real. Uh, and uh, they come home changed. And uh, when they come home changed, they, they change families. Uh, and they impact families. Uh, and so please, please invite your youth uh, to come and uh, to be with us. I think God's got to do something really amazing. It's the, it's the one thing I'm looking forward to the most this year. Bless them, Lord. Healing in the name of Jesus. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to give a quick little simple word, uh, and then I would just love to minister to you all. You all. My mom's from Oklahoma. Okay. Um, I'm born and raised in California, but I do say y'all. Okay. Uh, I, I felt like the Lord had a really 
simple word, but a good word. It's a, it's a reminder word. Um, and that he wanted to remind us that he's our source and he's not our resource. Uh, and there is a difference. Now, I think what I just said was a great word. Um, and I forgot to inform you um, that I know the Northern Irish are very stoic listeners, but I'm American. There it is. So we come from America, where we have um, really obnoxious crowds, but that makes us feel at home. Uh, And so, um, you know, we're just not used to such good listeners. Uh, So feedback is encouraged and makes me feel right at home. So uh, he, he wants to remind us that he is our source. He's not our resource. They all see that. Doesn't that feel good? That, that feels good, doesn't it? Um, it feels good for everybody. Um, and I think, I think too often we've gotten to a place uh, that we've become familiar with our Christianity, uh, familiar with him and his presence. Um, and, and that can be a dangerous place. Uh, we can lose our first love. We can lose our, our wonder. We can lose our delight in him, uh, just like as um, John's writing in Revelations to the early church, you forgot your first love. Uh, and uh, we begin to go through the routine. And uh, we begin to treat church and we begin to treat him much more similar to a Tesco's or a grocery store. That we, we go once a week to get our groceries to make sure we're all good. And the house is full. Okay, great. I went to church. I did my prayers. I did my worship. My spiritual fridge is full. And I'll be good for the week until next week. And uh, God's going, no, no, no. I'm not your resource. I'm your source. And uh, put really simply, you know, the definition of source is anything or place from which something comes, something arises, or is obtained. He, he is the place where we reside. He's the place where we live. He's the place where we come from. And uh, that we actually live in him. And when we're here going to the bank or going to Tesco's or, or going to mom's house this afternoon, that we're actually just visitors. Paul says we're citizens of heaven. So I don't know this, but you're not a citizen of Northern Ireland. Uh, you've given up that right a long time ago when you said yes to Christ. Uh, you're a citizen of heaven. So you're just here visiting. Congratulations. Um, uh, and heaven and, and God himself is your source. Uh, he's not our resource. Resource is a supply. It's support. It's aid. Uh, and, and, and too often we simply use him as a resource. God, I need this. God, I need help. God, I'm, I'm, here, to, I'm here to grab some hope today. I'm going through the checkout counter. Please ring me up. I'm here. I gave my dues. I prayed. And I've gotten my box of hope for the week. Thank you very much. I'll see you next Sunday. Uh, and God's going, no, no, no. I'm so much bigger than that. I'm so much better than that. I'm so much greater than that. There's, there is a, a, I, I'm too good. I'm too good to, to let you use me as a resource. I'm so much better than that. And I want more for you and you can have a whole lot more of me. And so I'm going to read some scriptures, a real smattering, a nice little charcuterie board of scriptures. It's just, you know, kind of little dips and nice little treats for you. Um, 
And so we're just going to go through them, and then I'll wrap it up, and then we can minister. Does that sound good? Okay, you with me? You still with me? Okay, very good. Thank you. So Colossians 2, 6 through 10. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. If I can highlight any part, that's what I would highlight for you. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, just as we were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See that no one takes you captive by philosophy or empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elements, elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. That was good, wasn't it? I love the Bible. It's just so good. Let's, I'm going to hop to 2 Corinthians now. This is 2 Corinthians uh, 3, 4 through 6. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. That's a good start, isn't it? Wow, sometimes you just got to slow it down and really take it in. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God, who has made us sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills the Spirit gives life. Uh, and we know a little bit more famously, we know John 15. Uh, we can go there as well if you're following along. If not, I'm going to read it anyway. John 15, he begins, he says, I am the vine. This is the big one. We all know this one. We, know, we love this one. We all love John, the beloved. It's so lovey-dovey. Um, personally, I like James. He's a little bit more cutthroat. Um, I, I like the, James just kind of comes in and corrects, and he takes about two chapters to do it. He doesn't need any much more time. He just cuts you and then leaves. Um, John's so much nicer, isn't he? He's so nice. John says this, uh, and this is Jesus' words, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may be more fruitful. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches." Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is, he it is that bears much fruit far apart from me who can do nothing. Wow. That's, pretty, that's a pretty heavy verse. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You have lots of ambitions, you have lots of goals, you have 
good hearts and really great passions. You're probably filled with dreams of the Lord in your life. You can't do it without him. And he's saying, abide in me, live in me, pull on me, get, get your life source from me. Let, let me be your source. I don't want to be your resource any longer. Let me be your source. Let me be the very breath you breathe. Let me be the very life you live. And because here, let me tell you, and Jesus is being really honest. Let me tell you, you can't do it. You can't do it anyway without me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I want to be a really good husband. I want to be a really good dad. I want to be a really good pastor. Those are all noble things. I cannot do them without Jesus. I cannot do them without his presence. I cannot do it without the Holy Spirit. I can't. And if I do it out of my own strength, I will always fall short. Acts 17. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can get there. I'll race you. Acts 17, 28, this is my last scripture. I'm doing good on time. Oop, went to the wrong chapter there. Here we go. Acts 17. That they shall seek God, this is verse 27, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. There's this, there's this feeling almost as, as Paul's writing, as if we're in the very womb of God. That in him we live and have our brain. Like, he is our umbilical cord. Like the Holy Spirit, his very spirit, who, who is here and with us and for us, moving in us, on us, and through us, he's the umbilical cord. That's where we get our, our sustenance, our life. Our, our spirit cannot live without it. That's a fun little thought, right? I'm just in the womb of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Give me everything I need. And I'll, I'll say this before I wrap up, and then, and then we can minister. Um, just as Paul talks about, like, in him we move and have our being, there's this sense of um, dependency on the Lord. Um, the, the, the infant in the womb of a mother, happy Mother's Day. Look at that. I tied it all together. Look at me go. Um, is completely dependent upon the body of the mother. Complete dependency. And, and we, I can go through more scriptures that Paul writes, but Paul, is, he, he has this sense of that type of dependency upon God. And I think we live in a society, especially in the Western world, where um, independence is highly valued and highly sought after. 
Uh, and independence is something that um, we, we, we strive to be. And unfortunately, independence is a lie. Um, independence tells us as, as you become more independent, you become more free. Right? You can do more. You're more capable. Right? You can do more things. I got a job. I got a car. I got a career. I have a relationship. I'm doing things independently. I can do whatever I want, how I want, whatever, whenever I want. Right? You with me? Independence. And the, the more independent I become, the more free I become. I, that's worldly wisdom. It's not godly. It's not, the, it's not the kingdom of heaven. Because if you think about it, Jesus talks about, you know, be like children, uh, that, that they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. And if, if you can think with me, who do you think are the most free people on the planet? Kids. Who's the most free? Kids. Who are the most dependent? Kids. So it seems to me that as we have grown in independence, we have also grown in our lack of freedom. Kids are called dependents. I don't know if it's called dependents here, but when I fill out my tax form next month in April, I don't know when you do your taxes. That's when I do my taxes in America. April is just such a fun month. I just get to look at numbers that make me sad. Um, but I look at, and they say, how many dependents do you have? And I say, I have two dependents. I have two children. And the government says, well done. We'll give you not as much money as you would like back. Um, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Uh, but they're dependents. They live completely dependent upon my wife and I, and our house. Without me, they're dead. They don't survive. They don't know how, they barely know how to make their own food. They don't know how to drive. They don't have a job. They certainly don't pay for the house. They certainly barely clean it. Um, they don't take after the dogs. They don't really do anything. They're dependent. But in their dependency is great freedom. They have a place of belonging. They, they have a, a dwelling. They have a source. And, and they lean in and they yield and they depend upon the source, which is their parents. And in that dependency, in the living, in, in, in the living and dwelling and being in the source of their parents, they find themselves. They find freedom. And so God is saying, hey, I'm, I'm your father. And I have a house for you. Come be dependent upon me. Lean in. Yield to my spirit. Be dependent upon me again. Remove yourself from your independence. Stop trying to do this on your own. 
Stop trying to do this on your own. Depend on me. It's, um, there's a great verse in Isaiah 10, 27 that I'm addicted to. Have you ever just found a scripture, like I can just read this every day, every moment of my life, and I just love it. Depends on the translation. I'll give you my translation. Um, it basically says this, um, that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing. It's the spirit of God that breaks the heavy burden and breaks the yoke. It's not your trying. It's not your effort. It's not your pushing. It's, it's not your religious routine. It's not you coming to church. It's not the awesome sermon. It's not the great transition after worship. It's not even the worship leaders you have up there worshiping for you really well. None of that works without the anointing, without the Spirit of God moving. We do not have the ability to save our souls, transform our lives, or edify the church. It's only by the Spirit and the Spirit alone, by His power, by His anointing. The, the word anointing means to smear. We see that when David gets anointed to be king, he's drenched in oil, covered from heaven to toe. And Isaiah says, it's the anointing that breaks the heavy burden. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the Spirit of God covering you with himself, baptizing you and filling you with his presence. That's the thing that breaks depression and anxiety and stress. That's the thing that... that breaks the captives free and, and heals the lame and the sick bodies and, and, and brings souls back to life. It's the anointing of the Spirit. So I'm going to pray. Lord, Holy Spirit, we need you. <laughs> oh, we need you. We need you, we need you, we need you, we need you. You're the vine, we're the branches. You are the source of our sufficiency. We can do nothing without you. We must have you. And Lord, we're sorry, we repent that we've used you like a grocery store. That we let our church service be like an errand. That we pick up what we need and then we move on. No, you're so much better than that. You're so much bigger than that. There's so much more for us. Lord, you are our source. It is in you we live and have our being. Come and anoint us. Fall upon us once again. We're hungry for you. We're thankful for everything we've received. And we're hungry for more. We want you. We long for you. Come and anoint us. Smear us with your spirit. Baptize us afresh again. Baptize us afresh, Holy Spirit. I want to bring up a couple of the team. I think you know who you are. I had, come on up, come on up. 
Yeah, there should be six of them. We, we want to minister. We want to pray for you. We want to love you. That's my sermon, by the way. It's a good one. Short and good. A little simple. Just a little reminder word. But we got a great team up here. We got some BSSMers, uh, as, as well as some young saints. Um, they've been praying into the church. Such an amazing team. Um, they got brought onto the team in about October. Uh, and we've been meeting monthly, um, and we've been preparing for this trip. Uh, they've been raising money for this trip. Uh, but something that really touches my heart is they've been praying into this trip, really praying for, for you, for the churches. They've had the itinerary. They pray for the churches. They pray for the country. Uh, they pray for the trip and themselves and the team. And, uh, and so they're ready. They're ready to minister. Uh, and, and some of them feel like, racehorses in the stall. They're like, let me out. I want to minister. I've been ready for this. So um, we're just going to prophesy for a little bit. We'll see what the Holy Spirit does. We'll, we'll see how he moves. We want to bless you. And uh, we're going to call some of you out publicly, um, mainly because community is amazing. And, and uh, just like I've said before, independence is a lie. Um, we want to be dependent upon the Lord and, and the community of believers around us that we are made to live interdependently. Isn't that a wonderful word? Interdependently. Uh, and so it's really beautiful when someone in our community gets called out by the Lord and we can celebrate what the Lord is saying and doing in their lives. And you can say yes and amen. You can remind them of the word weeks later when they're acting up. And you say, hey, we remember the word. That's not who you are. And we can keep each other accountable in love through the, through the word of the Lord. Uh, and so we got some words we're going to share. We're just going to go right down the line. And we're just going to uh, love on your church. And then we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. Does that sound good? Okay, good. Who wants to be prophesied over? Okay, only a few people. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, 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 just kidding. Uh, so uh, this is Marcus. He'll just start us off. There you go. Awesome. Um, what is your name with the glasses? Sophie. Awesome. Um, I really just felt like the Lord, um, wanted you to know there's hope and that you're going to make it. Um, the specific verse that I, I got was Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Verse 12, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And yeah, I just heard the Lord say, she's mine. Um, she's mine. She's mine. She's mine. She's my daughter. There's hope. And I feel like the Lord is giving you tools to um, walk out that hope. Um, one of those is joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Um, and then peace, like rest. Like when stress comes up, just tell it, peace be still, like Jesus did in the boat. Like when the stress comes, peace be still. And use those tools, joy and peace, to um, walk in that, that hope that he's given you. So, amen. Hello, everybody. Um, I got a word about um, mothers and fathers. So if you're a mother or father, just like give me a quick, a quick wave. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's, like, basically everyone. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyways, um, so I was looking in Nehemiah. It's Nehemiah 12, 10, and it's just a quick verse. It says, Joshua was the father of Joachim, and then later, like, 
the next like few verses it's that big list of genealogy of like all these great people and like priests and stuff and so I really just felt like if you're in here and you worry like are my kids gonna like be end up like are they gonna turn out right like are my kids going to like become the right people are they gonna follow God and like yeah I just want to bless you guys like that's in God's hands and like you don't need to worry about it because he's got your kids. He's in your hands. Um, uh, no, they're in, they're in his hands. Um, but, yeah, I just want to pray for all of your kids. So, yeah. Dear Lord, I just pray for every mother, every father in here, that you would just bless them. You would bless their families. You would just draw them closer to you and give them a passion to see you, Lord. Amen. So, yeah. Also, um. Does anybody here have, um, I was just sitting over there and I felt like popping and like tingling in my feet. So does anybody have like foot problems? I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to heal you if you do. If you do. Okay, well, let's just, if you're around them, just like extend your hands to them. Um, dear Lord, I thank you for these people. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just come onto their feet, heal them 100%. There would be no more problems. They would just be able to run with joy. They would be able to leap and jump, Lord, for joy. Their feet would be 100% healed, God. Do a miracle here today. Also, is there anyone in here named Ben, Mark, or Brittany? Ben? Okay, well, I'll find them later. Thank you, guys. Hi, guys. My name is Grace, just so you know. <laughs> All right. So when we were in the bus on our way here, we were talking about some things um, just around. Um, and my friend Aubrey, she's like, why don't you ask God to point out the verse. So, randomly, open my Bible, you know, um, and I found Psalm 125, 1, which is, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. Oh, those who trust in the Lord. Or maybe I did say that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and so, I feel um, that maybe some of you have had um, maybe some trust things with God where you didn't know if it was him or if he's talking to you, if you don't know if it's, um, yeah, if it's him or if it's someone else or yourself, like, rethinking, you know? Um, like, you can't know, you can't tell if it's his voice type thing. Um, so I just want to pray over some of you guys that have been feeling that way um, and knowing that, Especially just put your hand on yeah, knowing that trusting in him. You'll endure forever, guys. <laughs> Says it. Um, all right, guys. I just pray that. Um, I just pray that they, you would press on their hearts, Lord. That you would give them your your trust, and that you would talk to them. That they would feel you, God. That they would know you're there. Yeah, Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen.
Hi guys, I'm Savannah. Um, I also, I got a word on the bus, we were talking, and I really, I just saw a picture of a hand. And I'm like, what could this possibly mean? What is a hand? And God is just reaching out to all of you, each and every one of you, he's reaching out. And our hands, they have so much power. Inside the church and outside the church. And I want you, even outside of the church, whatever you're doing, just watch what your hands are doing. They were created by God. Every piece of you was created by God. And it's not just for worship. It's for outside. Outside. How you take care of people. What you do with your hands. It's vital of our faith to watch what we're doing. Um, in Matthew 10, 39, it says, If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Whatever you're doing that seems against what God wants you to do with your hands, I want you guys to give that up. And focus and do what you do in church outside of church. So I want you guys all to hold out your hands and just kind of like hold your own hand. Um, I'm going to pray over your hands. Lord Jesus, I just pray that you touch everybody's hands today and cleanse their minds, Lord Jesus. Let everyone do your work through, just work through them, Lord. Let what you want to be done be done through them, Lord Jesus. In your name. Hello, my name is Sarah. Um, I have a word, these are really bright, um, for this gentleman right here in the back with the glasses, yeah. Uh, what's your name? Richard. Richard? Nice to meet you. Um, so I got Psalm uh, 45, verse 3 for you, and it says, Put on your sword, O mighty warrior. You are so glorious, so majestic. Um, and verse 4 says, in your majesty, ride out to victory, defending truth, humility, and justice. Go forth to perform awe-inspiring deeds. And I just feel like the Lord is saying you are a warrior. You're a warrior in his kingdom. And he is giving you, he has given you power and authority. And I think you're going to discover new levels of that that you've never experienced before and um it says put on your sword and I was reminded of the sword of the spirit and the armor of God and it says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God and I think the Lord's going to give you new revelations as you read his word and you're going to use that to go out and advance his kingdom and I think you'll see breakthroughs and deliverances and healings through that and through your obedience to him. So I bless you with that. <laughs> the lady with the black cap. Yes. What's your name? Julie. It's nice to meet you. I'm Liz. Um, I just saw a similar anointing to Esther over you. Um, in the way that she bathed herself in oil before she met with the king. 
and I see that you've been bathing yourself in oil. And I just see him coming and dumping and dumping and dumping. And I see what you've done in secret of this preparation is coming to pass. And you will behold the king. Um, and I heard Psalm 63 So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory, because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. And I felt that those two verses over you as life verses of dedication. Um, and I just want to publicly um, bring to light what you've done in secret and say that God sees your dedication and he, he honors that and he loves it. Um, and I, this past season, I got a longing place so deep in me from encounters that I had with the Lord. And I see him doing that for you, that he's coming and he's going to place a seed of longing in you for nothing but his glory. So I just release what I received in this past season over you, that the Lord would come and dump and dump and dump. And when you think you can't take any more, he'd dump again. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's Mother's Day. Can we have the mother stand? We're going to pray for you. All the moms, stand on up. If you're a mother, so good. We're just going to pray for the moms. We're going to bless them. We're going to encourage them. We're going to fill them with the Spirit. So, team, you can stand up, too, and just come on over. Um, if you're around them, stretch out your hands to them. Uh, you can maybe put your hand on their shoulder or, or their back or hold their hand or something like that. Moms like their hands to be hold. Yeah, who doesn't? So stretch out your hands and just just pray. Just pray. And just pray a prayer of blessing over them. That they be filled and energized, revitalized. And that the, the Spirit of God just begins to move in them and, and fill them. That they get filled with his, with his joy. They get filled with His peace. They get filled with His strength. Pray a little louder if you want to, church. That's okay. That's okay. Just give them your best blessing prayers that you got. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Bless these women. Bless these mothers. Fill them with your spirit. I want to say this to the mothers. I, um, 
I know that being a mom can sometimes be a, a, uh, a lonely and sometimes not very thanked job. And uh, I was reminded of the story of Hagar in Genesis where she's out in the desert with her son and God meets with her and blesses her and she is the first person to give God a name in the Bible. Uh, and she says this, she gives him the name, you are the God who sees. And I want to say this over you, Mom, God's, God sees you. God sees you. He sees your work. He sees your sacrifice. He sees what you give uh, with nothing in return. God sees you, and he is blessing you. And what he, what he allowed Hagar to do is something just revolutionary. Uh, he, he let an, an Egyptian slave woman uh, and mother to give him a name, and uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the days of Israel, in the days of the biblical times, giving a name meant that you had ownership of that thing. If you gave the, the land a name, you owned the land. Uh, if, you, if you gave your children name, those were your children. If you gave your livestock names, those were your livestock. Uh, the, the giving of a name was a declaration of ownership, and Hagar gives God a name and God is telling you mothers today you can have me you can own me come like I'm I'm I want to be yours the Lord is saying I want to be yours and there's gonna I feel uh, for you that you will have revelations of God just like Hagar had where you can look at him and go wow you're the God who sees that you see me you know me you love me, you bless me. And the Lord is going, yeah, yeah, I want to be yours. I want to be yours. And so we bless these mothers with the presence of God. We bless these mothers with his spirit. And, and Lord, we bless them with your nearness. And we say, Lord, as you are the God who sees them, let them see you. Give them eyes to see, give them ears to hear, increase their sensitivity to the Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you, moms. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I believe 1230 is when you kind of wrap up, right? Okay. So I want to invite my team to the front. Come on up, team. This is what we're going to do. Um, thank you for having us. We love you. What a wonderful Mother's Day we, we have. And I know many of you have plans to go and and be with your moms and have a nice little lunch. Uh, and uh, But we're here uh, and we're available. Um, and uh, sound guy, you can put on some music if you want to. Um, I used to be, a, I was a sound guy for seven years, so you're hardly ever seen. You're only seen if you make a mistake. It's the worst job to have. If you're doing everything well, you're invisible. Um,